0: There's a level of breakthrough that takes place in your life, and it can only take place if you're willing to worship Him. It's the only way it'll take place. Well, that's just not me. I just don't sing. I just, I don't have a good voice, I don't have, I don't really care. That's why the Bible says, just make a joyful noise unto the Lord. There's a level of breakthrough that can only be attained, only be attained by worship. We will limit the way God can move in our lives if we won't worship. Worship is such a big deal that God created the seraphims and the cherubims to do nothing but worship his throne all day, every day, from now till whenever. Their sole purpose in life is to sing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. That's their sole purpose. They do nothing else but that. That's it. That's it. This is how important worship is. And, 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 and here's the thing, right? Because I've said this before, God revealed something to me in that text in Revelation. Because I said to the Lord, I said, God, that sounds so boring to me to sing the same thing over and over and over. I, man, I'm constantly moving in my life. People that know me well, I'm, I'm always moving forward. That's it, I can't sit still for two minutes gets me in trouble a lot of times. Amen. However, Lord, that sounds so boring. I, I, I don't think I would ever want to sing the same thing over and over and over again. And it was funny how the Lord gave me revelation. He said, they're not singing the same song over and over as if it's a song on repeat. Every time they circle me, they, say, they see something brand new about me. So it's not like, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was not is. And we're reading it off the screens. No, no, no. It's holy holy I see something new I see something amazing I see something I've never seen before so so holy holy I'm reminded holy holy is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come every time they circle him it's something brand new of this majesty of who God is so it's not that they're repeating a song It's, it's, it's brand new revelation and the reason they receive that revelation is because of their worship Now I see him in a new way. Now I see him in a brand new light. Now I know him as Jehovah Rapha, God my healer. Now I know him as Jehovah Jireh, God my provider. Now I know him as Jehovah Nissi, the God who reigns over me in victory. Now I know him as those things because I chose to worship him. Even though it's outside of my character, my personality. I love that. I get that all the time. It's not my personality. God is worth every moment of our worship. He's your creator. He created you in his image and in his likeness. And then he decided to die for you. Gave his life as a living sacrifice, did nothing wrong. Did everything perfect on this earth, everything perfect. Not like almost good, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's good most of the time. No, no, perfect. Perfect. We don't even know what that means because none of us are. Except for me, praise God. That's my wife. It's obviously a joke. Did everything perfect. He who knew no sin, knew no sin, zero sin, never sinned, became sin, became my sin, became your sin. We were all sinners. And if we've received Jesus, now we're sinners saved by grace and grace alone. Lest no man should boast. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I think some of us, that's a newsflash too. For real, I think we, some of us be like, what? What do you mean? We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so we need this savior, the one that gave his life as a living sacrifice and took our sin and bore our shame and bore our condemnation so that we could walk free of all of those things to be back in right standing with God. Without Jesus, there is no righteousness. Without Jesus, there is no relationship with God. None, none. He's the only way, the only truth, the only life. No one gets to the father except through Jesus. He's it. The Lamb of God. The perfect Lamb of God. Sitting upon the throne as though He has been slain. Did you know He's not slain anymore? He gave His life, rose again, so that you and I now find victory in Him. And because of that, all back to this idea of worship. We worship Him because we trust Him. We worship Him because he's worthy. We worship him. Doesn't even matter what's happening in my life. It only matters that he is worth my worship and I give it to him because he's worthy. Not because my job's going good. Not because my kids and my marriage is terrific. Now I'll worship. No, no, no. You worship right in the mess. Right in the mess. And the cool thing about it is as we worship in our mess, God pulls us out of the mess. Something very, very crucial that I learned multiple years ago. Multiple years ago. Some of you were here when I went through it. I went through a terrible depression. I never dealt with depression in my entire life. I didn't even know what that was. Dealt with a lot of things, but never that. Went through the worst depression. And I don't wish that upon, I don't even have any enemies, but if I did, I wouldn't wish it upon them. It was so horrific. And I can remember during that time, three weeks, of not leaving my basement, closing up the windows. Didn't leave my basement for three weeks. Wouldn't say nothing to my kids, to my wife, nothing, nothing. So depressed. And I can remember, I, I remember people saying, man, but you got a great life, man. You got a church that's growing. By that time, man, the church was taken off like gangbusters, right? We had all kinds of great stuff happening in the ministry. And, and I got a beautiful wife, wonderful wife, great mom love with my wife got two amazing kids amazing kids and they said to me why would you be depressed there's no reason for you to be depressed you got an amazing life and I remember thinking like yeah you're right but see it had nothing to do with on the outside of me it was everything within me that caused the depression It wasn't outside it was inside it was something that I I literally couldn't control it with just saying I got a great life no no Jesus had to pull me out of it And what God taught me through it was that if you worship me in spite of it, I will lift you completely out of it. You'll rise above it because I'll bring you with me. I'll take you from where you are to where I am, seated in heavenly places, son. Those that wait upon the Lord, he will renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings like eagles. They will will run and not grow weary. This is what the Lord shared with me. Through worship, God pulled me out of depression. It was worship that did it. There's a level of breakthrough church that can only come through your worship of him. If you worship him, if you seek him, you'll find him. If you worship him and seek him with your entire heart, with your whole heart, with everything that is within you. If you want to experience God, you got to go after him with everything that's within you everything there is no haphazard or half-hearted pursuit of Jesus it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way I'm sorry newsflash it doesn't work that way you can't live with one foot in and one foot out it doesn't work you'll be you'll be uh, double-minded and unstable in all your ways it doesn't work this pursuit of Jesus is a risky proposition so risky I got to crucify myself deny myself pick up my cross and follow him so the the, the struggles and the temptation that once overtaken me I now deny them and go after him with everything that is within me there is no halfway there man. we got to be all in if we desire for God to to move inside of us and use us and work through us we've got to be all in. Hallelujah. So it was funny, right? And by the way, we're way off script right now. But it was funny, right? Because I was asking God something. You guys okay? You guys can sit down. Matter of fact, you can sit down. I'm going to leave the worship team up here playing with me though. You guys are lucky. I made the first service stand the whole time. You must have the favor of the Lord upon you right now. But it was funny because I was, I was sitting there talking with the Lord and I'm very candid in my relationship with God, super respectful, super reverent, but, but very candid. I always try to be extremely open with God, bearing what is exactly on my heart because he already knows anyway. But I was, I was asking him just some questions. I was saying, Lord, you know, you know what, what's happening? What's going on? What are we doing? I'm talking about the church, by the way, in reference to the church that's the context. God, what are we doing? What's going on? And it was so funny what he said to me. He said, would you prefer miracles or programs? Would you prefer miracles in your midst or programs? Which would you prefer? Now, obviously I would say that those of us who've made a decision to give our life to Jesus, we would give the Christianese answer. Well, of course, God, miracles. Of course. I mean, how dare you ask me that? Like, yeah, man, so offended at God that he asked us a question. Almost like Peter when he said, do you love me? Lord, Do you know I love you? We'd all give that a carbon copy answer. Yeah, yeah, miracles, miracles. But when God asked me, I didn't give a carbon copy answer. I didn't, I said, I, I don't know. It's a good question, God. Would I really prefer miracles over programs? Because here's the thing here's the thing programs are structured, they're pretty, they're neat. I can control them. I can tell you when it's going to start, when it's going to end. I can tell you what's going to happen in it. I can tell you everything you need to know about it. I gotta admit, I like control. I'm not gonna lie. So do you, by the way. Human nature. We we like to we like to be in control. That's why I don't like to ride with other people, by the way. I'd like to ride by, I like to drive. Most people don't want me to drive. I promise you that. The running joke is, is if you want to be if you want to get somebody saved, set them in the car with Pastor Keith. They'll definitely give their life to Jesus in that moment. <laughs> it's so true. I had a guy one time. He was riding with me. He white knuckled the dash, boy. I was like what's wrong with you he's like you're scaring me half to death I'll relax we're fine driving with one knee talking in the back seat going 90 mile an hour (laughs) it's cool Jesus has got me I promise (laughs) he sends his angels charge over me (laughs) but this is the reason I I, I really don't like to fly either by the way I don't like to fly because I can't control it I have no control I don't have no control over who sits by me I've got no idea what they're doing up in the cockpit I can't even see them I can't even see what they're doing. What are they doing up there? I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. But 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 yet I do it. Right? I, I, I do it because I'm trusting. I put trust in the in the pilots. Put trust in the person driving. Right. I trust them. But but programs, man, are they're nice. They're packaged just the way I want them. Hour and twenty minutes, man. Three songs and get up and do a little an encouragement and bring out the pulpit and let's do a word and then just close and go home, right? Like, I, I like it, it's right the way I want it. Here it is, here it is. It's in my frame, it's, it's what I built, now I like that. And so when God asked me, would you prefer programs over miracles, well, what do you want? I really, really did take time to answer that question. And at the end I said Lord I really want your miracles I want your miracles because it's he, so it's the presence of God that reveals himself to us without the miracle working power of Jesus taking place amongst us none of us will know him not a single one of us will know him it's impossible to know him and the heart of god without the spirit of god coming and ruling and reigning over our midst and that's a miracle that's a miracle god i desire miracles over programs i thought i got through that part right like flying collars but the one thing that i realize about miracles is that they're messy? They're messy. Programs are neat. They're nice. They're packaged. There. I mean, we 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 have got we've got logos for every program we got. Glory to God. It looks good. We got T-shirts and all of it. it looks great. I love this stuff. Programs are neat. They're nice. They're they're nice. Miracles are messy because it doesn't look like maybe we want it to look. It's just not going to look the way we want it to look. Three songs and a pat on the back and go home. No, no, no. Miracles start to reveal what's in the deepest parts of our hearts. What's in our minds. Because it's the Spirit of God that brings about the miracles of God. And the Spirit of God is what reveals what's actually in us. What is in here? What is in here? A program we can hide behind. A program, you and I can hide behind that. Well, I go and I teach a class and I get out and I say, good morning. We love you. Jesus loves you. Bye-bye. But in the presence of God, in the miracle working power of God, man, there is none of that. You can't hide in it. God reveals stuff through it. And as I was thinking about this, programs and miracles, and I'm like, Lord, I I really want miracles. He took me to... Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 46, listen, this is so far off script today, we don't even have scriptures for you on the screens, put it that way, the Lord gave this right here before the first service, I was on the stage when God gave me this message, Mark chapter 10, verse 46, and they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho, talking about Jesus, with his disciples. And a great crowd followed him. Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. Blind Bartimaeus. Crowds following Jesus and his disciples. They're trying to get somewhere. Maybe there was something on the itinerary. Maybe there was a program they were supposed to make. And, and the disciples are telling Jesus, come on, come on, come on. We got, this other, we got this other evangelistic thing to do. We got to go preach to this masses. Then we got to go over to Galilee. We got to preach to them. So, so we got to get through this town. We got to, we got to push past this, this crowd and, and get to the next thing, the next program. And when he heard, when blind Bartimaeus, he heard, now he can't see. Why can't he see? He's blind. When he heard, it says, that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He can't see Jesus because he's blind, but he hears that Jesus is is coming through the town. And he goes and he sits along the side of the road and hopes not to miss him. And when he, he hears the commotion in the crowd, he begins to yell, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And look what happens next. Many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. Rebuked him and told him, to be, this is not the way we act in church this is not, why are you over there jumping like a lunatic why do you got your hands up crying why are you laughing, what is happening be silent sit still these are, these are, these are people who are following Jesus they're, they're there. those closest to Jesus are telling blind Bartimaeus to be quiet, stop talking this is not how we act when Jesus is around we, we've got a program, right? We, we, we do a line when people want to get prayed for. We make sure that there's a line and the anointing oil is there. And, and we are got to form a, a single file line. And, and so stop yelling because we've got a program. This is what they're telling them: Be quiet. But he cried out all the more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And I love this, I absolutely love it, because what it shows is the perseverance by blind Bartimaeus. Those closest to Jesus are shutting him down, trying to tell him to be quiet, and he won't have none of it. Because you know why? He's looking for a miracle, and there's nobody going to stop me from my miracle come hell or high water I don't care what I look like I don't care what I sound like I'm going after the savior of the entire world I'm going after him that's my life that's my desire and it's the only desire that I've got he's it so I don't care what I sound like and I don't care if you don't like how I sound I'm coming for you Jesus the miracle will not take place if you don't go after him and be loud about getting to him. It just will not happen. They were trying to silence blind Bartimaeus, but he knew. He knew if I can just, if I can just get to Jesus. See, I think a lot of us, man, there's a miracle God wants to do in our lives. But we care too much what people think. We care too much how we look we care too much how we sound we we just care too much it's messy it's messy to receive a miracle because it doesn't matter what it looks like blind Bartimaeus and the interesting thing interesting thing to me is that Jesus is right there and he's hearing this happening Jesus is hearing the people silence him shh, shut up be quiet, sit down shh, sit down Jesus is hearing all of it Jesus doesn't say a word Jesus doesn't come in to save the day he doesn't go and start telling everybody you leave him alone the poor little guy, poor baby leave him alone stop bullying him none of that Jesus sat back watched it happen and boy that's a little countercultural even now today right like you got to run and help people you got to help them but jesus didn't say a word let it happen not once but twice just let it happen do you know why because sometimes god wants to know if you're really hungry for him or not are you gonna let just someone saying something bad about you stop you from pursuing and going after him? Are you going to allow that to happen? The way someone tells you to stop, you're not supposed to sound like that. You're not supposed to do that. Whether that's your mom, your dad, your aunts, your uncles, your grandma, your grandpa. Don't matter. Well, you're not supposed to sound like that. That's not, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be prim and proper. Prim and proper. Sit there, sit up straight. Don't move. Shh. Or are you going to say, I don't care what you say. I'm going for him. And I want him to know that I want him. I want everybody to know that I want him. Everyone who knows me, I want them to say, well, they're weird because they love Jesus. I don't really care. I'm a Jesus freak. You better believe it. I'm going after him. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was dead. Now I'm alive. I was blind, but now I see because of what he's done for me. So I don't apologize for it one bit. People say, why do you get so excited and shout? Because I'm saved, set free, and filled with the Holy Ghost. That's why I shout. Because I live for a God who loves me so much. And for me, just to say I love him back, Not that big of a price to pay. I think that's the least I can do. Doesn't say anything. Jesus just lets it happen. But it doesn't stop blind Bartimaeus. He cries out all the more. You know, the enemy, man, he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. Every good thing God has ever spoken to you or wanted for you. This ain't a game. It's not a game. Just because we can't see the devil and he's not this pitchfork guy running around. Just because we can't see him doesn't mean he doesn't exist and that he's not trying to take us out. Because he is. The Bible is very clear. Very clear. So it's not a game. This is everything that life's about. Jesus. He's the only one that can protect us from him. And the enemy will try to sit there and lie to me and, and, and try to blind my eyes to, to get me to stop pursuing him. And every time he does it, you know, I get louder with my worship. I get louder. You, you, you don't deserve to worship him, Keith. Look at your past. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> I get louder when the enemy starts to talk because I'm going after him. Don't care who knows it. I'm not ashamed of the one who has saved my soul. You know, Jesus says this, if you are ashamed of me on the earth, if you're more worried about what people think of you than worshiping me, if you are ashamed of me on the earth, I will be ashamed of you and my father in heaven. Oh, this ain't a game. He's not playing. He's not playing. He's saying, you've got to give it all to me. There is no half measures. There is none of that. It's fully him and him alone. Blind Bartimaeus, he understood it. He understood it. He understood that he was blind and he wanted to see literally physical healing, not just spiritual, but physical. He knew it. And he was finding resistance from two people, two places. Resistance from two places. One, he was blind. He couldn't see. Couldn't see where Jesus was. Didn't know. So he's blind. Two, the people closest to him. Shut up. Don't say another word. Stop it. You're embarrassing us. Quit it. You're embarrassing yourself. Jesus! He gets all the more loud. And you know, I wonder this. I wonder. I wonder. What are the things that are trying to hold you back? from pursuing Him. What are the things that are speaking to you, trying to silence you? What are are they? Every one of us have something. Every single one of us. We don't think it's popular. We don't think it's cool. We don't, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, a relationship, whatever. You know, I think about this, right? So King David had a wife named Mikael, okay? and his wife hated that he worshiped God. David even worshiped even harder for God. Maybe it's a relationship that's holding you back. Worship even harder, go after him even harder. He had two things, two things holding him back. What are the things that are holding you back today from living that kind of way? Just you and me, Jesus. Just you and me. He was calling on him. The crowd around him rebuked him. He cried all the more. And finally, Jesus stopped. It says this. Jesus stopped. And I love this. And said, Call him. Call him. This is so powerful, church. Men and women of God, listen to me. Jesus is calling out for you. He's calling you. The creator of all things that by his very breath spoke the world into existence. By his very breath created a man and a woman out of ash. Is calling to you. Just like he called to blind Bartimaeus. He's, he's calling to say, come after me. I'm waiting for you. I'm coming after you. I want you to come after me so I can do all of these amazing miracles in your life. But you have to come after me. He calls him. He calls him. And so they called the blind man saying to him, take heart. Get up because he's calling you. I love it. He's calling you. And and I I love what happens next, right? Because what happens next, I'm about to give you an illustration. It's going to work better. (laughs) But he's sitting on the ground, okay? So he's sitting there, listening for Jesus. He can't see, remember, because he's blind. So he's listening for Jesus to come by. And finally, after everybody, he's yelling, right? Jesus, son of David, Have mercy on me. Jesus, son of... People around him, shh, be quiet, be quiet. Finally, it says that Jesus calls to him. Jesus calls to him. And I love what he does. The scripture says that he throws off his jacket, that he throws off his cloak. He throws off of it. And he jumps up. And he goes, I can't jump that fast anymore. I'm getting old. (laughs) He jumps and runs. After Jesus see I think a lot of times what happens to us is here. We are we're sitting we're comfortable in our lives We got good careers. Praise God. We make enough money Everything's fine. My kids are good work is good Everything is good. Jesus comes calling and we're like, oh help me up Help help me up I, I don't really want to lift my hands in worship I really don't want to get up. Can he come to me? Okay Tell him to come to me. No, no, that's not, that's not the way it works. He gave his life on the cross. He already came. He already came. And he's calling you, and he wants you to respond by running for him. Saying, I only want you. I only want you. This morning... Do we want programs or miracles? Do we? Do we want to throw off our cloak and run after Jesus with everything that is within us? Or do we want to, hmm, I'll keep the programs. Programs I can control. The programs are pretty. They're nice. We can dress them up however we want. The miracles challenges me. To go outside of me and trust him with all of me and there are things that are trying to hold you back right now from walking in the miracle working power of god just like blind bartimaeus there was a couple things that held him back the same thing is happening right now to you what are they and are you going to let them continue to hold you back from god's full purpose his full plan God has a plan to work through you. It's not only about you. It's about those that God wants to reach through you, but you've got to surrender it all to Him. You've got to surrender it all. You guys still with me? Yeah. Throwing off His cloak, He sprang up and He came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do? I love that. Every time I come to him, he asks me, what do you want, son? What do you you need? What do you you want? The Bible says that God desires to give us the desires of our heart. What what do you want? What do you want? So the moment that we align ourselves in full-throated hunger for him is the moment he'll start to, to give us the desires of our hearts. Because now the desires of our hearts are lining up with his it'll be no longer I'm looking for a Ferrari or it won't be that it'll be Jesus I want, I want you what do you want me to do for you and the blind man said to him Rabbi let me recover my sight and Jesus said to him now, now pay attention Jesus said to him go your way your faith go your own way it's your faith that made you whole. According to the power that is at work within you, the hand of God moves. Do we want programs that we can control? Or do we wanna hop on an airplane, let them fly us, and say, Jesus, I'm, I'm here for the ride. I just, I just want you, that's all I want. And I'll throw my cloak off, I don't care what I look like. I'm gonna worship you, I'm gonna dance, I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna lift my hands because you're worthy, because you're worthy. Go ahead and stand to your feet, please. I really feel like God is wanting to shift us in a drastic shift to go for him like we've never went before never it's never been this messy buckle up and I know God's gonna honor it and there's gonna be miracles by the power of Jesus people the sick being made whole in Jesus name you think I'm kidding I'm not kidding people are gonna get out of wheelchairs blind eyes are gonna be opened literal addicts are going to be set free from a single touch of Jesus just like I was people ask me all the time you, you, you get really excited and passionate I said man if you knew what God did in my life if, I, if you knew what he did how the miracle he had to perform in order for me to be alive let alone pastoring a church he desires to move in your life but you have to go after him and give it all to him every head bowed every eye closed please Holy Spirit I ask right now that every heart every mind is touched right in this moment reveal yourself to them let them feel and sense your Holy Spirit miracle working power all around them even now Let them see the miracle of of salvation, Father. Let them see it. That we can actually spend eternity with you. Because what you did for us. I pray that each and every heart would see this. And Lord, I pray right now that each and every person here would have the strength to pursue you with everything within them. That, God, you would put this insatiable hunger within them, this desire to follow you. Right now, I pray that nothing else would satisfy this place except when they get alone with you, except when they speak about you, except when they're talking to you, except when they're worshiping you. That will be the only time that they feel satisfied. I pray that be on every person here. Everyone within the sound of my voice, online or in-house. Give us a hunger for you, Jesus. Give us a hunger for you. And I pray right now, protection, God, and strength to be able to come after you the way you desire for us to come after you. Let us be like blind Bartimaeus. And as people try to silence us, we get all the more loud. I pray that right now. I pray that right now. And listen, maybe you're here today and... You've never given your life to Jesus. You've never made that declaration of, I want to serve him. Maybe you flirted with it. It sounded good, right? But you just never have been been wholeheartedly in. I want everyone to repeat this prayer after me. We're going to say it together. Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my heart. I surrender all. To you this day Jesus I need you Jesus I want you and I give you all of me right now to serve you in Jesus name Lord I thank you for your people Lord I speak a blessing over each and every one of them right now a hedge of protection and a wall of fire to go about them guard them guard them. This word Father, we thank you that it's a seed and I pray it will be planted upon fertile soil today so that it would produce a fruit for your kingdom 30, 60, and a hundredfold. I pray that right now in Jesus name and everybody said amen amen. Guys go after Jesus this week make it a very intentional part of your daily, your daily routine. First thing you get up Jesus, I love you. I want to serve you. Jesus, help me. Every day, every day, I pray the same way. Jesus, help me to serve you. Give me a desire to serve you. It's not a fleshly thing. It's not a natural thing for you to pursue Jesus. It's supernatural. It's not natural. Your flesh does not want it. So it has to be the Spirit of God leading you and guiding you. It can't be your flesh because it won't happen. You may be able to do it for a moment. You may be able to have some willpower to read your Bible a little longer or, you know, sit on your knees. But the spirit of God leads us into relationship with God, which then in return, you just want to constantly spend time with him because I'm in relationship with him. He's all I want. He's all all I need. And so let me encourage you this week, get in that place because he desires to take you to that place. Amen. Amen. Love you. See you next week. God bless you.